Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Inside the Studio, presented by iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Joe Levy. So, like a lot of us, pretty much all of us, the guest on this episode of the home edition of the show, Gracie Abrams, started out 2020 with a totally different plan in mind. She had moved from putting her music up on SoundCloud and then Instagram, and sometimes she was just sharing snippets, just pieces of a song, to signing with a major label and releasing her music that way. And she had lined up shows in London, New York, and Toronto to celebrate the release of her first EP, which is called Minor, and which is full of hushed pop songs that deliver really big feelings in a very quiet way. Except then, 2020. And Gracie ended up playing her first ever shows as live streams from the same place that she had first started making her music, which is her bedroom in Los Angeles. You know, the the home edition of Inside the Studio is all about letting you know how the pandemic has impacted the lives of artists. And Gracie told our quarantine correspondent, Jordan Runtog, that she really wouldn't be writing songs like her new single, Brushfire, if COVID hadn't happened. She also talked about how she first turned to songwriting because she had lost her journal and she needed a way to process things. Writing songs is how she figures out her feelings and it's them. And she talked about leaving home, coming back there, and drawing power from once again being in a room alone by herself, creating. As always, if you enjoy this episode, be sure to check out the iHeartRadio podcast that Jordan hosts, which is called Rivals, Music's Greatest Feuds, and which is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Runtog, but enough about me. My guest today was preparing for her first ever concert tour in 2020. 
but coronavirus had other plans. Instead, she's returned to her musical roots, her bedroom, where she's been thrilling fans across the globe with virtual concerts. It's a fitting homecoming for an artist who first attracted listeners with self-produced songs shared to online platforms. The fearlessly personal lyrics were taken directly from the pages of her own diary. Last summer, she unveiled her debut EP, Minor, a deeply vulnerable collection of songs that detail the emotional peaks and valleys of a romantic relationship. She says her latest single, Brushfire, is her way of closing the book on that tumultuous chapter of her personal life. And she's looking ahead to the future in a new year. I'm so happy to welcome Gracie Abrams. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's really cool for me, so thank you. Well, first and foremost, how you doing? I know I feel like every conversation I have lately has to have the prerequisite, like, status check. How you feeling? Feeling good? Feeling grounded? Yeah. Yeah, hanging in. I'm really grateful to be with my family um, for the holidays and, and to just be home together is, like, despite the fact that that's been this entire year, it feels especially kind of comforting to be able to have them close, uh, excuse me, close by at this time. So, yeah. How are you, though? I'm good. I'm good. Sort of dealing with the same thing, kind of. We had our first Thanksgiving yeah. without our family for the first time. So, uh, cooked the turkey. First time, didn't set it on fire. That's a plus. So, as far as I'm okay, concerned, Okay, that was me, win. too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're, we're doing all right. <laughs> then, yeah. It's the small things. It's the small wins these days. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you have a, a new song out now, Brush Fire, and it is absolutely exquisite. I mean, the words are vulnerable and brave and at times brutal. I want to ask you, what does that song mean mean to you? Thank you. Um, it felt like a bookend song kind of for what I released this year and having put out Minor, which is like the first body of work that I've ever made. And it was kind of about the same theme in terms of like a, a different stages of a relationship. And I feel like Brushfire leaves it kind of a bit of a, a cliffhanger in terms of returning to bad habits in a relationship and kind of like fueling the fire of of like treating somebody else poorly and then them doing the same to you and it's just kind of a bit of a cycle but you really do feel a kind of sincere love so it's a challenging i just was trying to like leave it on a note that i felt good about and um and you know tobias jesso jr and blake slotkin who i wrote the song with they're both like so unbelievable so to be able to work with with them made it a really seamless process and so i'm super grateful for that i'm but, a huge yeah. fan of tobias's work i i, I love his contribution he's to a it. genius so incredible yeah now, do you feel brush yeah. fire sort of uh, closes the chapter that that you had written on um on minor in a way yeah i think so i think like i mean it definitely sounds super different from the rest of the music that i'm making right now which i'm relieved about because i i wanted minor to feel like a foundation that was honest and super true to the kind of music that I write when I'm alone, which is just like super stripped back and it's like guitar or piano and, you know, the lyrics and that's it. And I feel like I'm working now a little bit differently in terms of of writing to track sometimes. And that's just changing the way that I'm writing. I'm just really learning every single day and, and I'm trying to step outside of the little world that Minor was um, because I would love to be somebody that can grow as they like age. So I'm trying to like step outside my, my bubble. There's an incredible quote you gave recently where you said, I'm more scared to put out a song that I don't feel as honest than put out a song that's oversharing. I thought that was just such an incredible sentiment and a really admirably high standard that I feel like an artist should have. Uh, I just want to ask you more about that. Like why you feel that way? 
reason that I love songwriting is because I like need it <laughs> to feel like sane and connected to myself. And like, I, it's just the way that I've always, um, processed feelings and like, I'm an introverted person, so I don't necessarily share like how I'm really doing with people in my life all the time. And that's fine because I have songwriting, but if I ever like contaminated that practice by being dishonest, then I would be like fully betraying myself. I feel like I don't know what I would like really have if I weren't um, being like entirely transparent. And and I also like would feel shitty, excuse me, weird about it. like I wouldn't know how to kind of like <laughs> like look at myself if I if I because you know when you're not telling the truth like it's a you know so I you know yeah. yeah. I mean, that, it's, it's an incredible thing to feel. I, I'm always fascinated by people who are able to, to write songs and are sort of blessed with that ability. At what point do they start thinking about other people? When you sit down, is it primarily to, to get a song out of you and get feelings out of you, or are you trying to connect with somebody else? Or is it a mix of both? When I'm releasing music, you mean? Or when you're, when you're writing it. At what point in the creative process do you actually start thinking about, oh, people are going to hear this, and, and do you adjust accordingly? Or I never think about it. No, I don't think about it. I, it was, it's interesting because I... I um, because this is the first year that I've ever like released anything on like a streaming service, I, I, um, realized that I don't really get the like, uh, wave of emotion when a song is being released. It's just when I've like finished writing it that I'm like feeling all the things. And cause, cause again, like it is a really, it's just such a, a personal thing for me, which I am super grateful for. Um, I, there are definitely like, I don't I, I don't ever read comments really because I because of how personal it is and I, I try to have thick skin about everything around me all the time, but like I don't know. I, I'm I I feel so excited when I see that anyone is either listening or connecting to the to the words, but um I I don't think I even have enough experience yet to really be able to think about like how are people going to receive it weirdly because I've never I've never even played a show yet so I don't even know what that like in-person reception looks like and and so I I I'm sure my like answer would change in a year after shows are are um, up and running again hopefully but um you know we'll see when did you first know that music was a way that you wanted to express yourself and express these feelings what was do you remember your first song yeah, I mean, it's so stupid, but I, like, I had been journaling for a really, well, the first song that I ever wrote was a result of losing my journal, which was my, like, everything, and I had only, I, my first instrument was rock drums, so, like, it's not even, you can't really <laughs> write a song over that, but I, like, managed, and it was, it was just, like, a pretty, like, brutal, I was kind of, like, resorting to songwriting because I lost wow. uh, what was incredibly important to me. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you started journaling but, in the first place? Is, I, 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 it's always something I wish I was able to do and was more disciplined in doing, but I've never been able to. My, well, I, I was kind of just, like, raised around, um, like, people who loved poetry and storytelling and... I felt like 
someone that like I just wanted to document my I don't know why I just really wanted to document my feelings I had I think I liked the drama of it I think I liked feeling like I had something secret and I think um that once I started doing it it really became like a safe space and then that was kind of it like I still I mean like I do not like leave this anywhere far away from me like it's always with me and it makes me feel safe and it makes me feel like I have kind of like a touchstone of like different chapters of my life and it's the most useful tool in my songwriting that I've like found so far besides like referencing people that I am incredibly close to or like have had you know detailed conversations with about you know stuff that sticks out to me because I just I just try to write everything down. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
what has it been like working with producers on on these recent Bastia songs with songs that are so personal? I mean, was that a big adjustment from working on them sort of privately in in your room and and putting them directly on on streaming platforms? Yeah, originally, yes, um, for sure. When it was like before I before I signed to Interscope, I was kind of when I was 16, I was allowed to have like my first meeting with. Um, you know, anyone from anywhere. And it, it was, uh, my parents are like super protective, but a very kind woman had reached out and I think they felt safer because she was a woman and they were not just like some like dude. Anyway, so I, I had a meeting and she kind of helped originally when I was 16, hooked me up with like a speed dating kind of like trial with different producers. And that was weird, but it also like, interestingly, didn't feel as strange as it does now because I didn't know kind of like what I wanted to say as much as I do today. So I didn't really feel like I was entering every session with like the most extreme amount of vulnerability. And I feel that way now, which is why I feel really lucky to have kind of like met a handful of people that I love and trust entirely. And so it doesn't feel like there's a, a, like they have walls up. Um, and at the same time, like, if I do feel scared for whatever reason to be vulnerable, it's like the power that I feel I have is to be able to be in my room alone and write a song and then bring it in. And I don't feel like I'm working through the the language and, and the vocabulary in front of them where I'm like, there's a, you know, a, a clock running out and we have until 8 p.m. And like, I don't I, I think it's like the pressure to write is not something that I uh, have had been familiar with until this year, just like being signed to a label, knowing like what I need to deliver and also wanting to never release anything that doesn't feel true and honest. So it's like an interesting, but it also doesn't really take up too much space. I feel really lucky to have such a supportive um, team around me and, and everyone is, I feel lucky to be like working with them. So it's, it's a, it's a cool situation. Yeah. Now that you sort of closed the book on the, on the minor chapter, uh, and process those emotions, uh, what themes are you looking to touch on in your, uh, in your work that you're in the songs that you're working on now? I think that I would not have been writing about the same stuff had, COVID not happened, honestly, because um, I'm like, I've only really ever been used to writing about what is in front of me. And and like, if I'm meeting someone new, or if I'm going to a new place and kind of like, experiencing things for the first time in some capacity, like that is has always been attractive to me and kind of like writing about first experiences and feelings. Um, But now because of how isolated we've all been and and kind of like stuck in one place I've been thinking back to uh, the year that I lived in New York because that same year was was uh, when I had my first like like real breakup and that's what minor is about but at the same time like in hindsight as important as that event was like the year itself that I was there was filled with so much more life than just like, you know, being sad at the end of the day and like, you know, journaling about how much you might miss someone or how much you might hate them. It's like, I met the most amazing people that year. I like 
had kind of my first experiences as, as an adult, like not living at home and feeling that freedom is such a specific thing. And, and so I'm kind of writing in with like a sense of nostalgia that I, um, I'm only now, like, I think finally just barely old enough to be able to feel nostalgic about something. And it's just that city and, and, and having had the opportunity to, to live there. Um, so I'm, kind of exploring that at the moment. It's funny because I I also uh, went to school in New York and leaving a a sort of more more suburban area. And I remember that that moment of when you leave to go to New York, you could come back home. It could be three weeks later and everything still feels so different being back home where you grew up. It's just this huge, just dividing point in your life. And I know that sounds dramatic, but I remember feeling that too immediately. No, exactly. It is. It's also interesting, like, uh, because I, and I'm writing about this a lot too and kind of trying to figure out how to say it because it is such a strange thing, but like, I love school so much. I never dropped out. I'm like technically on a leave of absence, but I, I love it. And the fact that like all of my best friends, all of my peers for the most part are still there and I'm doing this thing that I love, but it is really different. Like it's not, there's not a day to day, like locked in schedule. It's like everything's up in the air and you know, touring could have been a reality this year but it will be next year knock on wood and like that is a whole other like kind of experience that I can't necessarily like call my roommate from school and like be like oh you know tell me how you got through this because it's a new thing I don't know I just like so I'm I'm kind of trying to figure out how to write about that like separation and and that's been a super emotional part of of like doing music at all in a great way and in a hard way, but it's, it's, um, yeah, it's fascinating. (laughs) And you're also at this moment on a world tour, a very different kind of world tour. I mean, you're in a world (laughs) tour in your bedroom. Tell me about how that's going. How are these digital concerts going? It's like the coolest thing I've ever done, I think, because I, having never played a show, um, and also being introverted, uh, and having like my entire like experience in terms of sharing music with people it's been on instagram except you know until this past year but um so i have like or had the worst stage fright ever like i was it made me yeah yeah yeah. like i thinking about it when i was younger because i would think about it when i was writing songs in like middle school and high school and whatever like i would sometimes think about it so hard that i would cry because it freaked me out i was like i don't want this thing to be the reason i can't pursue music because it was like so debilitating and weird um and yet that was clearly a spawn of like my (laughs) crippling anxiety like not being able to even I was basing that fear on nothing but um so these shows have been unbelievable because it's like the most dreamy version of like a transition between playing stuff for no one in my room and playing things on a stage for people. It's like, I am in my room, but I see their faces and their live reactions and we're talking throughout the show. And it's like crazy. It's like a really weird thing that's like possible and like manageable and amazing. And so I'm now just like revved up and excited for shows. Um, so I can't believe that like, that's a thing that we can do today, but it's amazing, yeah. It has to be so surreal 
being in the very place in your bedroom where you would, you know, write these songs years ago, it must be so just that juxtaposition of being sort of where it began and also performing for people and being sort of where you want to be. That must be really incredible. It's cool. It's like it. I was nervous for the first like two or three shows. And then I I kind of realized um, how comfortable I was, not because of like just the ability to like sing in front of people, which was a new discovery. But like I know so many of the faces that were at these shows because of how many years I've been interacting with a lot of these people all over the place. And like that's a crazy thing in and of itself, but, like, I feel, like, a really strong sense of community with the people that, for some reason, listen to my music. Like, it's, like, it's a really um, special thing that, like, they've allowed me to have. And especially during the pandemic, like, I, the most amount of faces that I've seen at one time were have been during these shows. Like, and it feels, it's, like, it's really, it is, like, serotonin. I'm, like, I can get through the following month because... I just got to have a conversation with, like, 150 people, and it was weird and funny, and, like, they're in Germany, but, like, it was so fucking fun, and, like, it was amazing. It's just, like, the best. So I I love it more than anything. Well, music for you it seems to have always been have this element of social media to it. As you said, putting songs on Instagram and also back in, like, SoundCloud. It wasn't just a way to listen yeah. to music. It was a way to connect and almost have a dialogue with the audience, how you could comment at specific points in the song in SoundCloud. Too. Yeah. Tell me yeah. more about, like, just sort of the, the, the funny blend of, of, of social media and music for you. Well, I mean, it, like, is it, you said, but, like, yeah, so I wasn't allowed to have social media in middle school when everyone else was getting it for the first time and I felt uh kind of like a bit of an outsider obviously being like in sixth grade and like insecure already and my uh just like I was I was using the internet to discover new music anyway found SoundCloud and and just like kind of went off there and was one of the people that was commenting like four times a song at like every section that like made me emotional and then like replying to people's comments who also felt the same. And so I was like really interacting with people there. And then by the time I got an Instagram, it was like a, just a really obvious kind of like bridge. I was like, I'm already posting, you know, like this is like, this is how I'm, I'm comfortable using the internet is to share music and to, to do it that way. And, um, so it felt, it felt obvious to me. And at the same time, like it's an interesting instinct, I guess, to be able to like hit a button and then walk away from your computer and like not be scared despite the fact that like that lives forever versus like a live show, Uh, you know, if people aren't documenting it is there for, you know, an hour and then never again. So I don't know what my psychology is behind that, but um, that's, that's how I started posting stuff anywhere. Do you ever use their comments to sort of refine your songs or refine track lists or anything like that? Is it, is it almost like a collaborative process? I wouldn't say on... I honestly, I don't spend too much time on SoundCloud anymore, sadly. Like, I think my... Uh, because of, like, the community that I've found on Instagram, like, I feel really personally connected to all of them. Um, and so I probably should read comments elsewhere but I definitely feel like a sense of like it is a bit of a collaborative process with strangers it's cool being able to like test out 
clips of songs on Instagram too and see like how is it received even in like you know a hundred comments like is this a song that I should finish and release or is it only worth the 30 seconds that I wrote and then I'll like leave it casually like it's not a big deal so that part is nice um but yeah I mean I also like definitely reference the the people who listen to my music they'll send me songs a lot be like I think you might like this I think you so there's like even in that way it's like I can pull production elements from you know references that you know strangers send me and that's amazing also Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time you name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Who were some of your musical heroes when you were in those days when you were first starting listening to Santa Who were the, the voices that really got you through? Phoebe Bridgers is like the one and she, um, her, (laughs) when I was 13, I found her stuff on SoundCloud and like YouTube. And, um, the first piece of music I ever posted to the internet ever was a cover of her song called waiting room. And it, I remember like finding the cover photo that I ended up uploading like from Tumblr like it was like all of that like I could not have like I love that so 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 Phoebe yeah yeah like she really she really like shaped a lot of like what I I started caring about in terms of she was she was the first artist that I listened to where I was like okay I think 
that I want to be singing my own songs because until that point I just loved songwriting and I was like I singing is nice because I can hear these songs coming to life but like I'm not a good and like I can't do that myself and I was so scared of people so I was like this isn't gonna work um but Phoebe made it feel doable somehow like just I was like you're you are literally reading me your diary in these songs and so if you can do it I can do it and and so I owe her a lot of like weird confidence but yeah well so it's so it's so bizarre there's some like weird I actually like I've known her since I was 13 because I went to a middle high school and when I was in sixth grade there was like a senior or something at the school who had seen that I posted that cover somehow and he was like I know her she comes through sometimes so I met her at school and then we've just like we've known each other ever since then and I don't see her often at all and she I'm I'm like I feel like I'm just still her biggest fan from afar but you know it's it's she's like so supportive of me and so kind and generous and she doesn't need to spend any of her time like even thinking that I exist anymore but like she's just really really she's just like the greatest she's like the best artist ever and she's just like the best person hey you got some great feedback from from Lauren for some reason (laughs) oh oh, come on because you're amazing that would be the explanation why but she I mean every I I am just like I'm everyone's biggest fan, so I don't, nothing else makes sense to me. Just, I'm like, I just like stay in this room and I like listen to music all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, as somebody like me who loves music with all my heart and has never been able to write a song and it just the way that people do it, it just, it still seems like magic even after all these years to me. Uh, you've been writing songs for what, 12, 10 years now, a very long time. I know this is probably a strange question, but what makes you a better songwriter? How does that process work? Is it getting better at articulating your feelings? Is it being able to come up with more complex melodies? Is it just mastering song structures and mechanics? Like, what is it that to you feels like you, how have you progressed, do you feel? Um, I'm actively trying to right now because, um, because it is really important to me that the music I release next does feel like there's a bit of an evolution. Like, I'm not, you know, literally stuck in this room because I think um that like I could make another project that sounds like minor because that's what really does come so naturally to me is like that kind of songwriting that kind of like production I'm like I can see this whole thing but I want to step out of that and I think what's been amazing uh for me to watch is specifically working with um, Blake Slatkin, who is my boyfriend, but like also works with so many different kinds of artists. And he is like a sponge when he's in a room with someone in like a really amazing way where, where he's so, um, hyper aware of, of like intricacies that every single time we get back in the studio together, He'll, like, say one thing or play me one drum sound from, like, a previous session that he had in the week. And, like, it will, it will like, spark something that if I hadn't heard that sound, it, I would not have otherwise, like, written a song. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like I'm, it's, it's surrounding it's myself. Almost. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's just, like, I, I think exposure to music that you don't make is so important. And I think that's just, like, what I found um, 
and like really listening to people like just like shutting your mouth and like listening to the people that are around you or like listening to conversations that you might overhear on the street and like and then of course like just practice um but there are so many I feel like there are methods in terms of like how many syllables you should use or like what like mouth sounds make it easy for a song to like roll off the tongue and then therefore be more catchy and there's all that stuff I am really less capable of like like those details are less obvious to me I think like as someone who is not touching all the buttons when we're producing it's like I'm thinking more about like what's the feeling what do I want to feel at the end of the song like what am I feeling right now I'm like that's where my head is mostly but I'm trying to like step out of that a little bit because I think I have to in order to get better. Something I've noticed with a lot of writers, either songwriters or, or novelists or pretty much anyone who, who writes, is th they almost have a hard time shutting the camera off in a way. They, they're sort of, they could be going through the most, you know, being broken up within that very moment and there's still a part of them in the back of their mind that's thinking, oh, wait, this is going to make a really great song, a really great line. Yeah. Do you find yourself yeah. have, almost yeah. having a hard time being present because there's that little piece of you in the back that's recording it all? Sometimes, and that like sucks <laughs> like that can like that likes like that's like exhausting because I think um I think like you want to be able to do both things and I I I don't think I like live there all the time but for sure like and also that's what like it's more so annoying when the people in your life if you're like saying this day was hard or like this person made me feel xyz for, like, a friend or a family member. But, like, that's going to be a great song. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, or it just sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think it's like a, it, it kind of goes, it goes both ways. <laughs> what does 2021 look like for you right now? I'm writing my album right now, which feels different and, like, exciting genuinely like for the first time like the past month it's finally started to feel exciting because I was struggling to write for a lot of quarantine which was also like stressing me out and making me feel like I actually don't really know how to do anything like it was a very weirdly like in terms of writing like a debilitating year um and I still don't know exactly why, but obviously just like based on circumstance, like a lot is different right now. So I, I've started to become more patient with myself in that way. And as I've done that, the songs have actually started to come. So I'm relieved and therefore excited. And um, if everything goes to plan and if people stay safe and if we as a country like get our shit together, um, tour will be a thing. Um, not just here, but in, in, I think May, I'm supposed to be in, in Europe, which would be amazing. And, um, I just, I don't know. I'm like, I just am stoked. I was feeling super kind of stressed about a lot of unnecessary things a month ago and having had the opportunity to, to release Brush Fire at the end of this year, made me feel like almost like I could reflect on on the music that I that I released and wrote this year and and um made me excited and like motivated to to 
move forward. And I, I, for a moment, was not feeling that way. So I just feel a very, like, overwhelming sense of gratitude. And, uh, and I, yeah, I mean, more than anything, I hope that everyone's just safe next year. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Learning to, to to be good to yourself in times like this, and accepting that you know the 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 anxiety and just everything else that surrounds us uh, is, I think, a, a, something that I think everybody's working on. It's feeling okay today. Today I'm not feeling that yeah. great, but you know what? Tomorrow could be better. Exactly. Yeah, fully. It's such a day by day thing for everyone, and 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 especially considering like all of our experiences this year are so so. Are there, it's, they're as wildly different as we all are as people based on our backgrounds and what we have access to or don't. And so I think like more than it really is, I just feel, I feel so um, lucky for absolutely everything um, and, and excited and hopeful that like all of us, like as people will, will continue to support each other because there's, there's, a lot of kindness that exists, but like, I just hope that we can like lean on that. And, and, and I'll say, well, that's said, my, speech. Well said. Like, my, my last question, hey. if you could snap your fingers and have everything go back to, I'll say normal in quotes, whatever your definition of normal is this time last year, say, uh, what would be the first thing that you would do places you'd go, people you'd hug, things you'd do? Uh, I, um, I, it's such a like a specific like personal one, but my mom's whole family is from Maine, and um, that is like a really important place for me. Like I, being in in the woods and like by the water, um, feeling that connected to to like nature every year of my life, like has been something that I feel like. Um, really like actually for writing is like a really helpful thing for my head and getting out of LA, which, um, I love, but like can feel like really exhausting and, and kind of loud. Um, and so I wish I, or I would go there if I could snap, I would just go there alone, frankly, and, and, and be like in the trees. (laughs) Um, and you know, hug my cousins and all the things, but, but fingers crossed that happens. Absolutely. I'm a new England boy myself. I totally get it. Oh, are you? Where are you from? I'm from uh, about an hour West of Boston, uh, a little town called Lunenburg. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Hoping to get there soon. Hopefully it all goes. Yeah. I I hope, I hope for you. Yeah, exactly. Gracie, thank you so much for your time today. Your music, you're the best. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for having me. Inside the Studio is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride 
the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.